Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Comedian, raconteur. Yeah, legend. Le- absolutely legend. Liverpool brilliant. fan. Tommy, Tommy Tiernan came in. Yeah. Lovely to see Tommy. Um, so we had a chat with him. He's touring. We had a bit of a chat, and it's Shrove Tide Tuesday, of course, Pancake Day, which meant uh, we're able to pay tribute to our old mate Andy Smart. This was very much his day on the mm. station, well, certainly on this show over the years. And Josh Pugh, we were delighted to say, is in another derivation of uh, the game, yeah, Athos- which means Atherston? a lot. Atherston means yeah. a lot to him. His local area in Warwickshire. So Josh joined us. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. I enjoyed that game last night. I watched the Chelsea uh, Palace yeah. game last night. I texted you at half time. You said Andy's going to be in a good mood. Some anguish coming well, it was, from. It was 1-0 when just as Chelsea equalised, yeah. just as Conor Gallagher equalised. I don't think the gap helped where they had to wait for the for the microphone. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I think they could blame that if they that wanted is, to. They that could is blame quite that. annoying that happening quite a lot these days. It isn't did it? make yeah. me just know it was annoying. I thought, just get on with it. Just yeah. play it. Just play the game. They're everyone, not allowed to. Thousands and thousands of hours of football have been played without microphones yeah but I'm afraid I'm going to have to use that word protocols so they're not allowed to they have to stop everything has to stop until they get everybody sorted out again yeah well there we are but um, uh, Conor Gallagher gr- couple of great goals yeah for, for quite Frank Lampard-esque the second yeah, one arriving true. late wasn't it something I noticed um, I'm not bleating because it's Tottenham but just a, a question maybe one of the listeners could ask um, Papsar got booked the other day yeah. he scored Tottenham's first goal and he went into the crowd and he hugged mm. a few of the crowd Got a yellow card for it, I understand. Okay. Um, Scott McTominay scored the other day. In Villa crowd, Park yeah. went in the crowd. No yellow card, as far as I could tell. Right. Conor Gallagher last night. Basically, I mean, I think he was, he'd be going to have dinner with the fan he was celebrating <laughs> with last night. No yellow card. It's all a bit random, well, isn't it? I think it was just Spurs. Sp- well, no, no, Spurs. But aren't you supposed to get a yellow card if you if you go into the crowd like that? I thought, like, shirt off was yellow card. No, into no, the crowd in, was yellow card. The only thing I can think is um, that... Pap, he, he vaulted the advertising oh. hauling to get to the crowd. Okay. Whereas I think they think we'll have a sort of fairly free run to get there. Yeah. But I mean, that shouldn't be... I'm sure it doesn't say in uh, Kalina's handbook if they have to vault 
They get a yellow card for vaulting. Vaulting. But not cavorting, no, I'm no, guessing. No, no, but anyway, not. maybe somebody can answer the question. Seems to be happening more. Maybe recently... there's somebody from the Premier League on the officials list listening today who can kind of tell me why that is. A lot of celebration recently. It just seems to be mm. sort of jogging to the corner flag and... You know, staying very, very calm. I used to well, like, that's if you play against your like old team. I mean, Conor Gallagher. I like the fact Conor Gallagher. Celeb- yeah, yeah. That's the, he's set a new trend. Celebrate in the moment and then apologise after. Exactly. The Palace like, fan. Like, I mean, he was only there on loan. He life's wasn't there too short not yeah, to. Not I think Jim Cannon is he? Wasn't there for ten years? <laughs> not Declan Rice. Declan yeah. Rice scoring that banger. Yeah. I tell you what, that was that was that. I tell you, it was disrespectful on Sunday. I thought what was of of, uh, of Arsenal. Yeah. A when they. Yeah. De- take, waiting for Declan Rice to score before they took when him they off. brought George Graham on for the last 10 minutes <laughs> you thought that was when Stroller no, came on no uh, when they brought that 16 when Tom Watt came on from when they brought on some of the Arsenal celebrities <laughs> yeah, when Jacob Hawley was. came on for the <laughs> last that, that was, was disrespectful yeah. that was disrespectful that. well that was bad you laugh but Ma- Mohamed El Nani getting a game that is disrespectful yeah, you, <laughs> you thought that was disrespectful <laughs> you know you? you know once they bring on El Nani yeah. who's basically there for training so that should be in the team talk remember when they remember we played them last time David they brought El Nani on El Nani on yeah Anyway, a couple of things, quite a few things to get going on today. Um, Charlie sent me a a clip earlier on of PSG have got this kind of automated wall. We've seen, we're practising free kicks. We've seen these ones before where it's just like a sort of bunch of sort of dummies. Yeah. It looks looks like kind of bar football, isn't it? Table football. Wheel them on. Uh, Yeah, you wheel them on the right height. These ones are kind of animatronic. They sort of move up They go up and down. Apparently, if if you're hitting it high, they jump. They've got sensors on them. But there's no um, draft excluder. Ah, I would have thought, I mean, I suppose on the basis they have to be on some kind of, I mean, it's, it's the whole thing's a draft excluder because it's on a stand, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, okay, so it's got one of those. But they are getting more intricate. But you said they to are. me, a, a typical Charlie's choice, what did you use as a wall? Yeah, well, I, yeah, but I you've got a story along I, those I lines. I used my mum's Fiat Uno as, as a wall. Right. She used to, uh, my dad was a Fiat dealer, so we'd always have a Fiat Uno. Right. And a Fiat Uno so would be... a lot be... about the disposability of that vehicle, doesn't it, really, <laughs> that you could use it as a wall for free she, kicks she'd park it in front of the garage but sideways on the road right and then the garage was the perfect goal size absolutely right. perfect goal size not a proper not a mitre delta or something ball yeah. a 99p flyaway okay and I that wasn't going to do any damage no and I'd try and get it over the wall the right. Fiat Uno round the, round, get it, it over the Uno it, into, into the garage goal did you so when I, you got it in oh it's oh, just over the Uno oh, just, oh, it's clipped the Uno running around yeah it just touched the Uno the Uno did enough to keep it out <laughs> you were saying that saying <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. did Good. Justin the, the Uno did its job yeah the Uno did its job um, so what did you use the wall if you've yeah. got other examples do let us know talksport.com text 1889 tweet TSH and J0371722344 um, unexpected dry events. It seems this uh, was a bit of a fox paz, as Quinny would say, um, because not enough signage was put out by the good people at Twickenham. Oh, I know yeah. you were there the I other day, Charlie. Yeah. Were you able wasn't, to have a beer? The bit I was in wasn't dry, I tell no, you. No, OK, I'm guessing not. <laughs> but they were trying out something new at Twickenham, which was a kind of non-alcohol section. Trouble is, they hadn't told people that were trying to walk down there with about four pints in each hand, yeah. because you're not used to that at rugby. You can always have a drink, can't yeah. you? And I t- it was not the game to be dry at. I tell no. You. It was one of the no, most boring things I've ever been out in my life. Really? An absolutely terrible match. Yeah, it wasn't a stunner, was it? But, lovely yeah, they, they got the result. But uh, we were interested to know um, unexpected dry oh, events. Yeah. If you've rocked up thinking, hey, we'll have a drink. <laughs> we'll have a, not that we can do. We'll have a drink today. Oh, I can't it's wait. Bit, we'll get that bit we'll out of the way, a, and then it, we'll do that. We're going to have a drink. I don't know we're rubbing hands together. Only people can you oh, have a drink. 
And, uh, oh, no, no, it's, uh, it's an alcohol-free event. Yeah. So do let us know, unexpected oh, drive there'll be, there'll be tea. There'll be tea and cakes afterwards. Yeah, there'll be. No, it's oh, not what he would have wanted. A couple, um, couple okay. of dry funerals have been to. You've been to a couple of dry oh, funerals? That's no good. No one wants that. Okay. Well, let, let, do let us know. Dry events, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J. Also, today we are going to tell you a little bit later on about Dermot Gallagher's cricket sock. D- Dermot O'Leary. I'm oh, sorry, I keep sock. saying that. Sorry, Dermot, if you're listening. That would be worth a lot of money. Dermot Gallagher's Dermot... cricket sock, or of course, a punk band from the 90s. Yeah, it's, it's an half-man-half-biscuit song, isn't it? Yeah, but no, Dermot Gallagher. Sorry, Dermot O'Leary. That's yes. right. Who's your favourite? Who's the best Dermot? No, we're not going to do that. Who's your favourite Dermot? Yes. But Dermot O'Leary played in a cricket match uh, many years ago for Sport Relief in 2006. It comes with a signed photo and a note um, as, as kind of proof that it was Dermot's sock. Yeah, lovely, yeah. Uh, it's ended up in the hands of a charity, and the man that has to set the prices on the eBay account for this charity has set the tariff. I won't tell you what it is at oh, the moment. okay. You can have a guess if you like. It's you for seen this. charity. It's for charity. And it was Dermot O'Leary's, and it's one sock. It's not a pair. It's one sock. Who's got the other sock? It was worn in India in 2006 okay. when he played cricket for Sport Relief. So, you know... I'm it, saying... A max, yeah, ten pounds. Okay, you've gone for that. So, okay, uh, let's not hear from that's the, not what I'd pay, but I'm saying that is. Let's hear from the max. listeners today what they would be prepared to pay, and we'll find out if you're right okay. later on. And how did you set the tariff? We're interested yeah. to know. Some things are very, very hard to set a price for. So uh, tell us what it was. Now you set the price and your mindset, and we'll we'll decide whether that was a fair price or not. Yeah, very nice. Um, so that, plus, um, we are looking for, we're opening the twisted memorabilia, the sporting memorabilia. I'd say Dermot Gallagher's single sock that he played cricket in would be in the list with, Dermot, let's give you a Dermot few of our old favourites. Paul Dickoff's um, fire surround in his fireplace. Oh, yes, this is nice. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's um, nice. The, bo- the boiler parts. A cotton know. bud used by <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Uh, a spark plug from John Sillett's ride on lawnmower. Steve Perriman's fillings you'll be able to see. Oh, that's nice. You're going to just turn left there at the top. <laughs> just go past the toaster signed by Charlie Nicholas and you'll find the dead budgie owned by the ex-Scotland goalkeeper Alan Ruff. Oh, Somebody was lovely. doing some work in Alan's loft. The bird went up there. They didn't know it was up there uh, and it died, they unfortunately. Ta- taxidermy, did they? they still well, got they it, flattened it in a book like a flower, <laughs> apparently. That's what I was told. <laughs> that doesn't work. The thermocoupler, <laughs> after it had died, the thermocoupler from Ramon Vega's boiler. Oh, Just nice, some of the yeah. things that you'll find in the Twisted Memorabilia. Um, Joel Linton's Broken Hob. Wow. Just some of the things I you'll think find. I was in so for that one. I think we've we, reopened we the discuss- doors. Yeah, that's we've nice. We've reopened the doors nice, for yeah. this afternoon. Um, so uh, get in touch. Tin of Soup, signed by Sam Tompkins, rugby league legend. Oh, so yeah, get in nice. touch this afternoon with some of the other Twisted Memorabilia that go with Dermot Sock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Taunton away. Yeah. If, if it's on. It's off. Apparently, oh, it's been it's off. off. Just being told it's off. Okay. No, again. Well, it's not a massive no journey. You wouldn't there. have set off this early. No, no, So no, normally no, you'd no. say, if you've already set off... <laughs> to Taunton from Torquay. Yeah. yeah. So it's off, is it? Well, there we are. We didn't lose, did we? No. It makes a nice change. I bet it's, you got... Was there a sort of... As soon as John said that in your ear, it's off, was, were you quite yes. relieved? <laughs> yes. That you weren't going to have a miserable evening? <laughs> you there did a very funny tweet the other day, because uh, they, they tweeted out £9.50 to wow. watch the game against Taunton tonight. Very and you said, alternatively, I'll just come round and punch you in the face. <laughs> For £9.50? Is this a service I'm offering yeah. more? Having People a very similar you effect. You can't buy it for someone else, because yeah. that makes me like a hitman. That's you know, true. No, no, you have to buy it for yourself. Well, yeah. um, at Twickenham, a few people inadvertently found out that they were at a dry event. They couldn't mm. 
have a drink uh, at the rugby where they were sitting. We've had a few dry events, unexpected dry events, Charlie. We have, haven't yeah, we? we have indeed. Yeah, we've had a few of those. Let me just find one of those. Uh, yeah, I was looking at what people have been using as a wall. Oh, okay. Okay. I was best man for an old friend from school. He was a Mormon, and zero alcohol was on offer at, oh. at a wedding. Did they know he, it was going to be zero alcohol before they got there? Started my speech with. I was a bit nervous about delivering this speech, but yeah. a couple of stiff brandies have settled the nerves, right. along with some tips from Mormon wisdom didn't go down well oh okay everyone was sober <laughs> oh no that's not good is it <laughs> oh, yeah. being this judged is, peter peter in manchester uh, paints a fairly bleak picture here <laughs> okay. that's that's my immediate take on it went to see the pope in heaton park manchester 1982 staying in the park overnight brought a load of cans with us police said we couldn't bring them in so i had to stand on pavement and drink them <laughs> oh, i can no. just see you peter with a couple of cases just standing there on the pavement thinking oh it's the holy father tomorrow off to see the pope i'm off to see the pope, the pope i know I know he'd want me basically almost <laughs> unconscious on drink because that's the way he always... That's why I'm moving yeah. in mysterious ways. You should have taken a bunch of water in and then yeah. changed it when you were in there. When I was younger, I used to use the bed sheets my mum used to hang on the washing line to dry as my wall. I imagine that, like muddy little football. Oh, yeah, perfect. Oh, a bed sheet is absolutely... Well done, Josh. Idea. Thank you for that. You know, because it works as a goal as well, a bed yeah. sheet hanging on the line. What did know? you use as a wall, Charlie wants to know? Uh, PSG yeah, yeah. have got a kind of uh, animatronic interactive jumps when you hit it over the wall wall uh, of sort of uh, crash test dummies my sons used to call the spinny washing line in our back garden Virgil as invariably the thing would stop almost any shot from the trampoline yeah. end oh, yeah. says Dave in Congleton yeah, the trampoline one. end <laughs> tough one to get around the uh, yeah. around the old spinny washing machine the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast just to let you know because we're going to be talking about Dermot O'Leary's cricket sock which has gone up on eBay for charity yeah. and uh, we're asking you how you put a price on something how you decided on the tariff sometimes very some things are very hard to price up so yeah. we'd like the best of those but it's allowed us to reopen the museum of the uh, H&B museum of twisted memorabilia this afternoon and uh, we're indebted to Stuart in Glasgow who's brought an item in that he's allowed us to put on display oh thank you that's very nice thank you um, you can have my signed Chicken McNuggets box oh, wow. from when Steve Bruce played for Manchester United. I wow. was working for McDonald's at the time. Other fast food chains are available. So it's very much on the list. If you just turn right there, just turn right at uh, the square of Yakubu's carpet and you will see, these are the ones we've had before, uh, the Chicken Nuggets box signed by Steve a Bruce. square of Yakubu's carpet. Was Yakubu having a new... Carpet and they cut a bit out. Well, or I think it was. A, was it the the, the, the was it a swatch? I think swatch? there was an Everton. I think Evertonian carpet fitter okay, gone yeah. in. They've put new carpet down. Yeah, they've taken the old carpet away, and he yeah. thought, "I'm having a bit of that." Bit she of cut, that, cut a bit off. So I cut a bit. What colour was it? Red. Don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so I doubt it. Then the Evertonian yes, would have been yeah, king. No. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, we got the doors open. Let us know this Lovely, afternoon. Yeah, we'll what you got? Um, and what about this? Mike says uh, Delroy faces singular flip flop. That's a nice it could one, be isn't worn it? if you bought. You could wear it with Dermot's one sock. <laughs> could the flip Where is the other one? Look? Where's the other? Where's the other? Oh yeah, nice. the kids. The kids like that, they don't they? It. Yeah, the they it's quite that. yeah. A clock um, with a sock. It was the left one. So is that the flop or the flip? I've got no idea. <laughs> says um, it was the end of the season when he played at Oldham and he'd given his boots to a kid just before I got to him. He gave one flip to a kid, and I think I got the flop, says Mike. So thank you very much. Oh, that's um, nice. Put how'd you put a there. price on that? How would you put a price on Delroy Face's flip flop? Is it signed the flip flop, or is it just. Don't think it unsigned. is. It's just, I mean, we're taking him at his word, Mike, there. That, yeah, yeah. But it could be anybody's flip flop. Any old flip flop. I don't think Mike's a liar. 
based on what he said. I mean, I don't know. He could oh, be an absolute. Could be. Could be just be a complete liar. <laughs> but um, he's watch- texting in about Delroy Faze's flip flops. Yeah. So why would you make that up? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's some imagination. Isn't it? <laughs> that feels Thank like you, Mike. Quite specific. No one's calling you a liar, mate. And uh, would you pay a tenner for that? Ten quid? No, I don't think I would. No, okay, fair enough. But I'm not um, a fan, am I? If you're, if you're a fan of the team, yeah. then, you know, you pay anything. Yeah, you, you would. Spend... You pay anything. <laughs> well, you would. Oh, have, you'd spend... there'd, there'd be a limit, wouldn't it? I've had a few pints and bought all sorts online. Yeah, I know you have, yeah. Me, so. You're one of our bosses here. He often, one of our bosses in this building, he'll, um, there'll be a, like, a knock on the door and he'll sort of come down his underpants at sort of, you know, eight in the morning. What's it? There we are, sir. Uh, heated rollers. I mean, he basically comes home drunk and just buys stuff, Buy on, the, stuff. on the shopping channels and he has yeah. no idea where they've come from. Yeah, but John, me and John, John are on, my, uh, on our yeah. podcast, on our non-league podcast. We're going to have a ceremonial, ceremonial burning of all my talkie stuff. Oh, you really? Just like chucking it in the, on the National Obsession. We're going to chuck all my stuff in. But you can't do All my that. old shirts. You can't do that, Charlie. You chuck it in, burn the lot. Thick and thin, mate. Burn the lot. Thick and thin. Thin and thin. I've supported them through. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good old Russ, he told us. He gave us his itinerary when we spoke to him a little while ago. He's got some great gigs lined up. Yeah, I bet he has. Lovely. He gets, he's cherry-picking his tournaments where nice nice places, and he's he's doing cruises. Strictly. Dark, can see him on Strictly, dark, can't you, Russ? Be great. Yeah. I love his... Like, I love his... Yeah. <laughs> I love his honesty, though. He was asked when Rob did a piece in the sun with him before the, the last World Championship. Said uh, They said, how did you get that amazing voice? And he said, just Joe Blunt, I started smoking when I was 10. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that's the effect. There we it, are. It, it has. Not that it's a passport to trips on a Lulu, obviously. You've got to think <laughs> of the other side of it, really. It's Peter Gabriel's birthday. Oh, that's nice. Are you aware of the fact it is Peter Gabriel's nice, birthday today? The uh, former frontman of Genesis, yeah, great solo artist. Sledgehammer, of course. Still producing uh, fantastic music. Um, 74 today. I don't know if he's going to turn up in the... Uh, he may turn... We're both going to get that one right now, Well, he, we? it can't be in the spread now, Paul. Oh, you're looking at the birthdays, but are you? May, that's nice. Oh, you that's nice f- to know. No, the producer spotted yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll yeah, see yeah. why in a moment. Nice to know. Uh, if, if Andy's best ever joke... That he's ever come up with for the birthday spread, yeah. he'll say to us, "I've got it. It's a Peter Gabriel one. He's got, an, an, he's got an angel Gabriel pun or a pun yeah. or some yeah. pun or something, a sledgehammer pun." Anyway, we thought to mark Peter Gabriel's birthday, it put us in mind of a classic clip that we uh, churn out for you at Christmas, and it was when the his Genesis bandmate Mike Rutherford joined uh, Ian Collins in the studio back in the day. We're going to take some calls. Mike Rutherford is with us from Mike and the Mechanics. 08704 202020. This is Mark, who's down in London. Mark. Hello, Ian. Hi, you're through to Mike. Uh, good evening. Hi. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? Seen you several times. Right. Hamburg, Manchester, and Birmingham. That's good. That was in the 70s uh, when Phil Collins was on the drums. Right. Now, a question I've got to ask you here is. How did you come out with Salisbury Hill? Where did that come from? Because that was a brilliant, 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 one of the best songs I've ever heard. Right. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't me. That was a, a song by Peter Gabriel. Well, it was Peter, yeah, but weren't you involved in that? No, that was his, sort of, that was his first real kind of solo album he did when he, when he left uh, Genesis. But, I mean, I agree. I think, it's, I think it's a great song. I've seen Genesis live several times, and they're one of the greatest sounding bands I've ever seen in my life. What do you think? Think of Supertramp. <laughs> what, do you think? 
What do you think of Super <laughs> Tramp? This is a completely other random. When you're an old stop digging, mate, I think is <laughs> yeah, the wow. uh, what is what shame. you feel there. It's fantastic. Oh, when did you come up with Salisbury Hill? Anyway, happy birthday to Peter Gabriel. Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Wow, what a stat Charlie has know, just yeah, hit us with, everybody. Give it to us again, Charlie. The Super Bowl 2024 was the most watched US TV broadcast since the 1969 moon landing. Wow. The power of Taylor Swift. That, that's true. Unbelievable. I mean, really, I mean, it, it was, you know, Kansas City Chiefs had been there before. I mean, it wouldn't yeah. have been, the, it would have been a big pull. It's the Super Bowl, but she, yeah. Taylor Swift made the difference. It's all about, it was all about Blake Lively for me, Paul, but that's another story. Let's okay. not get, let's You're not get into it. a bit more of a fan, are you? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to plot how I bring Ryan Reynolds down. Okay, right. <laughs> different ways. Just different ways. Wooing his wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Ryan and I can see how her head could be see, turned. You can see it, can you? I could Listen, see how you don't, could... Don't underestimate me, You Paul. could work the old Bakes magic. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. Um, you can have my daily funeral vehicle schedule if you like. It's oh. signed by Lee Evans, the comedian. I met, met, uh, met him at a BP garage on the A13 in Greys back in 2004 whilst filling up my hearse. I'll take it you're in that business, Tony. That was a bit macabre, isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Making a welcome return to the studio now is uh, comedian, actor, Liverpool fan, Tommy Tiernan. Good to see you, oh, Tommy. Fantastic. How are you? I'm amazing. You yeah, are you're, looking, you're looking amazing. <laughs> Tommy, you are amazing. I will, I will agree with that. You are yeah. absolutely one of my favourite comedians. Absolutely amazing. You've got, a, and you've got a big tour coming up in April in the UK. Yeah, I, uh, relentless. <laughs> just work every day. It doesn't matter what it's at. Just, you know, coaching the under-12s, making the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the cones out. Just as long as you do something, one thing a day, then you deserve your dinner. So if it's a gig, it's a gig. If it's listening yeah. <laughs> to a loved one, yeah, that's what it is. So, yeah. Are you really coaching the under-12s, Tommy? I am, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Again, have you got skin in the game? Or have you, do you have one of the under-12s that you coach? Yeah. Mm. He's, a, uh, he's a magnificent uh, beast <laughs> <laughs> of a young man. Wow. We're modelling him on Virgil. Oh, right. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's, he's tall. He wouldn't, he'd be uh, red hair and 
white skin as opposed to right, yeah. <laughs> Virgil's tropical look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we've we've. Uh, there comes a, a stage in every parent's life where you have to abandon abandon all ambitions for your children. Yeah. We're not there yet with this kid. Right. <laughs> and how are they getting on? How are you doing There's as a still coach? Hope. Um, so I haven't. So in Ireland, uh, I'm, I, you need to be vetted by the guards mm-hmm. uh, before you get your. your so that hasn't happened yet. Right. The, okay. The, the clearance hasn't come in from the police okay. to say that I'm allowed to hang out with kids. <laughs> so. Right. I've kind of, I haven't been given much responsibility yet. Okay. Well, well we'll keep an eye on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm saying I saw a clip, Tommy, on, on uh, social media of you chatting to our mate Paul Merson the yeah. other day. Is your chat show over in Ireland. Um, it's got a very interesting premise, isn't it? Tell so us So the more. idea is um, I, I have no idea who's going to come on before they come on. So wow. we do three guests every Saturday night. Uh, I arrive into the studio about four o'clock. We start recording around 6.30 or 7.00. And I have no idea who's going to come out. So it's wow. You get people like Paul, and so what? I mean, what do I know about Paul Merson other than he he's on the telly a bit on Saturdays, yeah. and he played for Arsenal. Yeah. So it's up to him to fill in the details. Yeah. yeah. So then he he it was an amazing, it was kind of a shocking interview in a sense because Paul is upfront and honest, doesn't hide anything, um, and he's had a life. He's had yeah. a he's had a life. He's been through the ringer. You know what I mean. I got, got that sense off him, uh, but he tells it well, and he tells it dramatically. He told this amazing story about going to America, and being in some kind of rehab clinic. And the the guy he was doing therapy with says, "Okay, Paul, um, for the next few minutes, I'm going to be your addiction. I'm going to talk to you uh, as your addiction." And Paul was there. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. He says. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> and the addiction said, I'm going to kill you. I am going to kill you. And I just thought the drama of that was... Mm, yeah. You know, that's astounding. Mm. Um, so he was telling all these stories, you know, um, didn't seem to be full of either... He looked like he was carrying a burden, mm. was what I'd say about Paul, is that... Um, uh, you would feel for the man and feel for the struggles mm. that he's gone through. Yeah. But that, 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 so, um, because the chat show has no agenda, the conversation goes wherever the guest wants to go or yeah. whatever question I think of. And there's no preparation. The guests aren't often there selling anything. Um, they're just there because they have a story to tell, and we just we follow it. Oh, so, yeah. Was that your idea that you took to RTE? Or, or yeah, yeah. Okay. I was drunk in Hull, okay. <laughs> and I just started laughing in the bed. I was drunk in the morning. I started laughing in the bed, going, God, wouldn't a chat show be great if you didn't know who was going to come on? And yeah. then people said, okay, let's do it. So so great. when from the pilot, so you do the pilot and you think, yeah, this this is going to work. Did, did you kind of get that sense straight away? Um, I got the sense of it being dramatic. Mm. And I got the sense, of, well, I'm sure you guys are the same with, with this show. If you say something funny, there's a great reward in it. And you don't have to say it again tomorrow. Mm. And as a comic, one of the things you have to deal with is if you think of a funny line, you know, you could be repeating that line for a year and a half. Mm. Yeah. So I, I kind of, it's, um, I was delighted to, to come up with something fresh that meant I could be creative and then move on real quick. That's where I think you, you are excellent at in, with your comedy. I mean, on your tour, I'm sure it's the same Tomedian, your, your new tour. You, you, you appear freewheeling. You appear like you're plucking it out of the sky, but I, I can imagine a lot of preparation goes into it. Well, yeah, but it's it's kind of like walking on stage. <clears throat> a friend of mine is a storyteller, a guy called Martin Shaw, lives in Devon, and he'd recently toured Canada uh, 
telling old English folk tales, Russian folk tales, Jewish folk tales, Native American folk tales. And I said, I said, how do you do it? And he says, I have 25 stories in my pocket. And I go out and I don't know which eight I'm going to tell. Yeah. And that's how each evening proceeds. And I thought, oh my God, I'd love that. So the idea for this tour would be to have stories in my pockets. And I go out and then try and... I'm doing this now nearly 30 years, so I'm still learning how to do it. I'm still... I'm massively inspired by Billy Connolly. What Billy does is, Billy doesn't prepare. Billy doesn't get ready for shows. Billy doesn't have a notebook where he writes down stories. Billy just walks on with a head full of coffee. The strongest, (laughs) most brutal (laughs) caffeine that multimillionaires can get. And he, he, his head is fizzing with caffeine wow. and he just starts talking. So somebody like that, so Billy was performing up until, what, his early 70s? Mm-hmm. So you kind of think, okay, if, if that's good enough for the king, then yeah, surely yeah. one of the apostles can follow suit. So would, that's what I try and do. Would you like, before he heads off for a bit of R&R, probably back to Germany for, to suddenly, let's bring on my next guest on your chat show, and there's Jürgen Klopp. Would you? Would oh, you? yeah. Like the opportunity. I'm so glad Jurgen is red. I'm so glad because I'm in love with him. And I, I, we all love Jurgen. Um, Were you gutted when you heard the news? Uh, it was worse than one of the dogs dying. <laughs> oh, dear. oh no, that is oh, because there that are pretty bad. There are other dogs who look exactly the same as the dog we have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the dog shop. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's a weird one. You know, um, I'm I'm really curious as to what, two things. How do people who support other teams feel about Klopp? And mm. how do, uh, say, say supporters who fall in love with their managers. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how, do, are Arsenal fans in love with Arteta? Like, do they, do they feel close to him? Hmm. Do the Spurs fans feel close to... Pastor Cogley. Yeah. yeah. Do... We all the, we remember the Chelsea fans falling in love with Mourinho. Yeah, mm. I can't remember a fierce amount of stuff after that, really. But but I so I'm curious as to that. Yeah. Um. And it is uh, the thing about Klopp was you could kind of trust him. We have lots of enemies. <laughs> Neville is one of them. I wouldn't trust a word that comes out that man's mouth. <laughs> he is seething with. Spite. Uh, <laughs> if he's commentating, I have to turn it off. I have to just turn off the sound and do my own commentary. It's a nasty, nasty, nasty mind, that man. <laughs> so, I, but I, even if when even when Liverpool were playing badly, I would always I would always trust Klopp's read on it, mm. and I'd always trust what he said, and mm. uh, he seemed to put things in balance, you know. Um, so yeah, it was it, it was emotional for a couple of days for sure. Uh, um, I made my wife uh, watch the interview where he, you know, yeah. when he was staring straight at the camera and I'm leaving and it's kind of yeah. and she was kind of swooning on the couch. <laughs> 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 and I, I says, "What's going on there?" And he said, "She said it's like the ideal breakup." Mm. He said he's breaking up with you, but he's doing so doing it so magnificently yeah. that it makes you love him more. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I yeah. mean, you know, I remember, I remember when Benitez left. It was uh, you maybe didn't feel as close to Benitez, even mm. though still adored. <clears throat> 
but you move on you, and you move on yeah. real quick sure real quick so yeah. it'll be interesting whoever comes in but for the moment you know let's let's gallop as f- hard and fast as we can yeah. for the next couple of months and see see where we end up yeah well Tommy lovely to see you thank you for coming thank in you, again Tommy. God um, bless lads thanks for having me I'm going to go and check out the, the chat show it's an amazing premise I'll take us on the RTE player we can track it down can't we over yeah, here yeah which is about as uh, machine friendly and fluent imagine <laughs> it's like the Soviet internet oh really <laughs> okay well yeah people, have time yeah I'll, I'll go and watch the Merce interview um, and catch you on tour throughout April right yeah, around the country everywhere. some great places uh, brilliant and uh, yeah go and check out you can find Tommy on social media and all the dates are there and uh, yeah good to talk to you lovely to see you again God bless lads uh, Tommy Tiernan and there the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport mm-hmm. and a little bit later on in the show we'll be finding out more about uh, Derma O'Leary's cricket sock. Oh, very which nice. Is, uh, has been put up. Channel Five, is it seven o'clock? <laughs> yeah, it's been put up for sale for uh, charity on uh, eBay. It was uh, worn for a game of cricket, I think, uh, for Sport A back in two thousand and eleven. Okay. Um, two thousand no, two thousand and six oh, in right. India. Okay. Uh, it comes with a, a letter of authenticity, apparently. And uh, how do you put a price on something like that? We'll speak to the man. Uh, who runs the eBay account for the charity to tell us how he arrived at yeah. uh, setting the tariff for that one. I suppose it's just how much you want it. Yeah, isn't it? I suppose how much if you if cover, there's, cover. If there's two people that want it, Paul, yeah. then it can be, the, the sky's the limit. That's true. I mean, this may only be a starting bid. We'll find out how the bidding is going. Um, but it is a- authenticated, so there's no doubt in you're getting Dermot O'Leary's sock. Um, can I give a huge congratulations, uh, Paul, out yep. before we do any texts and tweets? Mm. Uh, a possible new British record pike. Oh, okay. Uh, new pike, you know, I'm a fisherman now and again. You I've are, caught, yeah, yeah. caught a couple of pike in my time. Mm. Congratulations to Lloyd Watson on his huge pike from the Chew Valley Lake, 47 pounds and 5 ounces. Wow. That is a big pike, Paul. Do you know how pike get bigger? They eat other pike. That's how they do it. Really? Yeah, there it is. There's a picture of you. You've got to be careful how you handle it, haven't you, really? You've got to be getting that out of your hand off. That's catch and release, is it, that? I'm assuming he's caught it and released it, yeah, to to, to go and eat more. But look at the size size of it, Paul. Wow, that's a beast. Big old pike. You need some... I wonder what line. I know what you're thinking. I wonder what line... I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. I wonder what bait he used. I'd love to know, wouldn't you, if you're listening? Yeah, let's find out if you can get in touch this afternoon. And that's Um, this morning's Fisherman's Blues. Yes, that's it, yes. (laughs) Who's been in touch this afternoon? Let's look at some of the emails. Oh, yeah. And we were uh, used to play out front. We were talking about what did you use the wall? Yeah, what did you use as a wall when the PSG have got a fantastic interactive new uh, sensitive wall that if you try and hit it over the wall, they kind of jump up. It's very clever computerised stuff. We were saying what was you? I used to use my mum's It's like crash test dummies, we should point out. Not local school children. They don't do that. So, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of that. Remember, remember when um, I think Omid Jalili scored against that? No, oh, that, that's that, amazing. <laughs> Even Messi missed it. Omid scored. Me- Omid scored. Messi missed. It was the that goalkeeper, goalkeeper that was in, impossible to get yeah. the ball past. It reminds and, me of that a little bit. Omid did it, didn't he? he did, first yeah. time. Anyway, uh, when we used to play out front on the small green, mm. normally three aside, we were between nine and twelve. When it came to free kicks. We would use four or five of the little kids <laughs> that would sit on the wall watching us play. Really? <laughs> All fine until one of the parents noticed. Back in the 70s, different times. That was Dave the Gooner in Harlow. Thank, Thank you, Dave. Dave. Very nice. Uh, aren't Patrick's been in touch. He said, not so much a wall, but for slip catching, we would turn a rabbit run 
on its side. Oh, right. A rabbit run is? Is that oh, a I'm assuming thing you have in the garden? Sort you've of? Put, put a long caged Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. yeah okay. Turn it on its side, use the dustbin as the wicket, and if the ball ended up uh, in the run, you were caught behind. Oh, well, yeah, very nice. Okay, nice. Everybody had to improvise back exactly. in the day, didn't they? have a they? good go at it. Uh, you were asking for to things to go into the museum, Paul. Yes, you? this into is the, the Twisted Memorabilia Museum. We've already, today, we've added the chicken nuggets box signed by Steve Bruce. Oh, beautiful. That's in there. We've only opened it That's for the lovely. afternoon. Hi, yeah. lads. Uh, I've got Mickey Droy's shin pad. Oh, Mickey, the old Chelsea centre half. I didn't know Mickey Droy yeah, was. Mickey, Sorry, yeah, Mickey, yeah. I did look him up, I will admit. Mm. Um, and, he was uh, a big yeah. bear of a man Made with a Chelsea. big beard. Slough Town, Chelsea, yeah. 272 appearances, 13 Bit goals. Bit of a cult figure, Mickey, yeah. yeah. Luton Town on loan. Palace, 49 appearances. Yeah. Brentford, Dulwich Hamlet, Kingstonian, ended up managing Kingstonian, Mickey mm. Droy. Uh, uh, I've got Mickey Droy's shin pad from around 1980, if yes. I recall correctly. Cambridge United away. He came up for a corner with socks down and a shin pad hanging out. He just took it and flung it. I was yeah. only 11 or 12, so my arm just about squeezed underneath the barrier and I grabbed it. No way of proving it is, of course, it is, it is his, but take it from me, it's Mickey Droy's. Beautiful. Of the Chels. Yes. There we are. And then he says that well, every time his wife sits down to eat a, a biscuit or a sandwich, he says, eat it. Eat it. <laughs> because of your appalling <laughs> behaviour of a Thursday when I we play the birthday quite spread. Class, quite classy. That's right. Quite classy behaviour, I think you'll find. So get in touch. This, we just reset the agenda. The Museum of Twisted Memorabilia is open because of Dermot O'Leary's uh, sports sock. Um, we're looking for more items. Let's not forget already in there is a Manchester United. Uh, what's that? What was the other one? The headlight windscreen wiper off of Laurie McMenemy's Mercedes. Oh wow! Did he know? Um, did he know that had gone or had, 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 had fallen off? I've got or no idea. Off? And a Veruca sock signed by uh, Wednesday's Sheffield Wednesday's David Hurst at the time. Just some of the things oh, uh, nice. we've got. And that square of Yakubu's carpet, very much front and centre. Yeah. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet TS eight and J. How you set the tariff on something? What you used as a wall? Yeah, uh, and, or maybe and a, and a dry old do you were asking about. Yes, Paul. we were asking about do's at, at, the, at the rugby the other day. Some England fans were surprised to find they were in a non-alcoholic section. It wasn't really flagged up as much as they'd thought, especially after they'd bought four pints or were about to sit down to watch yeah. the game. Craig, the Leeds so, fan, me and my wife took our 14-year-old son to the Premier League darts at Manchester Arena. We decided to book seats in the family zone. Little did we know, it was the only area in the whole arena you can't take a beer. No oh, beer at the darts. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Shrove Tide Tuesday football. It's yeah. something we've discussed on this show for many years mm. now because um, every year on this day, the late great Andy Smart, comedian, ball runner, comedy store player, cheese chaser, mm. and uh, Shrove Tide Tuesday footballer would uh, head to Ashbourne in Derbyshire and take part, and yeah. uh, he would uh, recall his antics, and we would cut and play them live into the show. We'd often talk to him in the scrum. I don't know if we ever talked to him where he'd actually he t- normally touch the ball at once. Yeah, didn't he? That's sort of what. Did, well, if he was lucky. If yeah, was I mean, lucky. over the over the years. Um, but uh, as I'm, you may be aware, we lost Andy uh, earlier this year, and uh, a couple of listeners have been in touch today saying it's so weird on a Shrovetide Tuesday that uh, we're not hearing from yeah. uh, among them uh, Andy Shimon who said strange not to have Andy reporting from Shrovetide Tuesday and we'll a little tribute to Andy's antics at Ashbourne but Ashbourne isn't the only place where this takes place and so we thought we would uh, check in on uh, another event um, this is the Atherston ball game Okay, yeah. and uh, a friend of the show has had the great honour because he's a local 
of, of basically setting the game up yeah, today. Throwing the ball. Throwing the ball. The ball. I don't yeah. know what it is. We'll find out, I suppose. It is a comedian and England partially sighted footballer. It is Josh Pugh. Good afternoon, Josh. Hello, Josh. Good afternoon, chaps. Coming to you from you. I'm, I'm pizza, well, pizza roadside here next to the Boardwalk Estate Agents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you I saw you on your Instagram uh, that a lot of the town, ta- most of the town is boarded up. Is that is that absolutely necessary? Yeah, it, it's kind of not, um, it's not indicative of the economic state of the town. It's actually because, <laughs> because this is going on. So yeah, I'd, I'd say from nine o'clock this morning, all the businesses get boarded up and then 3 p.m. I've chucked the ball out and then if whoever's holding that ball at five o'clock is the winner. Wow. Have you, you've played in this game over the years, Josh, have you? I mean, I mean played is, is an interesting, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've been, it's a fine line for me. I want to get close enough to the ball that I look like I might being tough enough to get involved but also at a distance <laughs> enough where it's, I'm definitely not going to be you don't want the ball yeah. it's funny that I, I, Ashbourne is the one that gets all the attention but there's three isn't there there's this game the Atherston game and there's one in Annick as well in uh, in Northumberland so there's there's three of these and they all, I think the sort of they, this one goes back to 1199 <laughs> yeah it's 800 and something years ago and, and the rules haven't really changed since then either it's just um, the ball's a bit different. The ball's made by Webb Ellis now. It used to be a pig's bladder. Mm. Um, and it just gets kicked up and down kind of ceremoniously with people wrestling to get hold of it. And then about half four, the real big players will come in and they'll try and get the ball down and kind of get their hands on it. And then when the collection goes, if they're holding it, there's no, there's no end goals. There's no kind of goals oh, to okay. kick up and down. Okay, so that's how it d- differs from Ashbourne because they do have two goals a couple of miles apart, I think. So there's no there's no actual goals you have to put it in such a... Uh, who wins then? How do you win? Just whoever's holding it at the end. It's, it's oh. like... Um, it's like a Royal Rumble, really. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 not, it's not really... It doesn't resemble football at all, to be honest, but it's... Um, it's great. I'm kind of on the street. I think there's going to be a kick in the minute. All right. I kind of want to be far enough, close enough where you'll get a bit of atmosphere, but far enough away that it's, I'm not going to get stampeded. And what were your ceremonial duties? The ball, I've seen you with holding the ball. It's, it's not like a small ball, is it? It's a, it's a big medicine ball, it looks like. What did you have to do? Literally throw it or did you pass it? What is it? Yeah, so I was upstairs in a, in a window and at oh, three nice. o'clock I, I had to throw it out and everybody kind of went for it and there's a couple of, there's ribbons on it as well kind of which symbolise different things my, we lost my granddad last year and he was a big part of the town so they did a commemorative ribbon for him oh, and then there's nice. uh, one, one, a, a player called Danny Murray who uh, we, he recently died as well so they did like a, a commemorative ribbon to him and then they're also little prizes so if you, if you can get a ribbon that's kind of quite sought after as well have you, I don't know if you've checked out Wikipedia. There's some of the other people who've had the great honour of starting the game. These are some of the names. Jimmy Tarbuck, oh, 1968, oh, comedy royalty. Yeah, okay. The great Larry Grayson, 1976. Mm. The former Villa manager, Brian Little. He nice. did that twice. Soul singer, Edwin Starr, yeah. 1994. Yes. Brian Little was, of course, brilliant on Sunday night at the London Palladium. He was, that's right. <laughs> Gordon Banks, 1995. Um, Annette Badland, the actress, 2000. Oh, yeah. And even George Formby, apparently, in 1937, wow. played in the game. So this it's pretty starry, this, Josh. Oh, it's, it's, it's history. It, it, it really is. There's also a couple there just kind of... Um, Less prestigious names, and I think I may be falling into that category at the moment. But <laughs> it's um, it's a real big thing in the town. I kind of um, I got. I mean, I, I will mention this at any opportunity, but I got uh, nominated for the Perrier in 2022. Yeah. I, I think I had three texts uh, that announced <laughs> that I was uh, throwing this out. I think I had over 100. So just oh, uh, oh, it means a lot to the people that live here, man. It really does. 
Well, brilliant. In, brilliant. Enjoy, enjoy, Josh. Thanks still for joining. Still on tour, Josh. Still on tour, mate. Still on tour. Plugging that every time I get on here. Yeah, still Good on man. tour. If I if I survive this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Josh. All the best. Cheers, chaps. In a bit. Bye, bye. Go and check out uh, Josh Pugh. You can go and see him. A very funny man. Or if, if you want to get a flavour of Josh, just go on to his uh, uh-huh. his Twitter feed. He does these little one-sided uh, conversations, Monday which mor- are Monday mornings, which are brilliant. Different it, scenarios. Yeah, they're they're really funny. So if you want to go and check uh, Josh's work, that's a good introduction to what he's all about. Definitely. Now, as we said, uh, we would go to uh, Ashbourne every year where Andy Smart, I mean, he must have done it for about 20-odd years. And I'm yeah. sure they're all missing him today. I'm sure there's a lot of people there who hadn't heard the news and are wondering where the heck he is mm. because he would frequent certain pubs and people's gardens as he played the game. So we decided to uh, give you a flavour of uh, what it was like when Andy was at the uh, Uppards and Downers uh, Ashbourne Shrovetide Tuesday football. This is a flavour of... I think last year's uh, appearance, his final one, sadly, at the event. Uppards and Downards. I'm playing for the Downards, and we've got a lovely day for it. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's it's the warmest uh, game I've ever played in. It's normally two foot of snow on the ground, but the the pitch is a bit like Bradford's. It's uh, got firm parts, (laughs) and uh, there's uh, very muddy areas towards the goals. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a lovely day for it. Have um, you got the team lineups for us? Yeah, can you run through can the two through, <laughs> run through the two sides in the formation? We'll be at about half past five. <laughs> How many a side is it, Andy? Roughly, it's it's about four hundred a side, but there's probably only about a hundred at a time actually in the hug. Okay. So uh, and then there's about four thousand people watching around the outside of the hug. Right. So it's uh, it's a big deal, and uh, it nearly it did actually nearly didn't happen this year because. Yeah. Uh, the insurance uh, is a problem, but uh, they've, they've somehow managed to, to get that together and it, it, it looks like we're going to have a lovely day for it. I'm very excited. Any goals yet? Uh, no, no goals. Uh, we've had, uh, we've got some bad news. It's been through Memorial Gardens twice, even though we've been warned not to be in here. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. It was stuck. Uh, first, they got the, the uppers got the ball out of the car park and took it up Madge's corner. Oh, and, dear. Uh, yeah. stand that. <laughs> Is Madge OK? <laughs> it's the name of a road. Sorry about yes, that. Yes, and, then, <laughs> and then it was it was up against two cars who obviously parked there thinking that the ball would never go up that way. Um, and uh, they're, 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 I think we're... They've got a few uh, marks on them. And then it went over to a... I love the way you it brush went... under the car. There's two cars that have been probably flattened. They've got a couple of marks on them. The marshals were trying to keep the, the hug away from the cars, but uh, that, that's what caused it to then go through the holly uh, hedge and into the memorial gardens, where it was run down by the uh, downers, tried to get it down into the river and then through the tunnel under Waitrose. But they, uh, <laughs> they've been stopped by the uppers and now it's just north of the uh, duck pond in the river Henmore, uh, the Henmore Brook at the moment. It's just like, it's, uh, when it's, the, the hug is like a big amoeba with the, the ball as the nucleus and it just sort of flows and moves. And you've got no telling which way it's going to go. We just nearly got trampled in. It was, uh, I got a bit too close to the river just as the ball popped out and it was literally... On the end of my, t- it got kicked off the end of my toe. I thought I, I thought I'd got it there. I thought I'd touched it there, but I hadn't. I was going to say, how many yeah. times have you played in in this game over well, the this years? Well, this is actually this is actually the 35th anniversary of my first one. So I've probably played in about 20 games since that first one, and I just love it. I mean, the the, the atmosphere is fantastic. Uh, the pubs are open. Uh, what more <laughs> could you ask for? How many times have you touched the ball in those 20 years? Uh, probably about. <laughs> 
50 times. Oh, that's, that's not bad. There's some pros that's who take bad. that in football. Let's have a look at his touch map over the 35 years. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. Uh, 35 year old heat map. Yeah, yeah. We've got most, most of it's in the car park yeah, before, yeah, it gets, exactly. before it gets into the field. Yeah. How we far be, are you from we... the ball now as we speak? Uh, I'm about 20 yards. Do you want me oh. to try and get closer? If it's up to you, I don't want to get you in there. I just wondered. Yeah. I just, I'm trying to. I just seem. Yeah, kind I, of can, a... I can. I can get in. Oh, no, now it's typically it's now moving quite fast away from me. Oh dear! Well, into yeah. children's playground. Oh, here we go. Right, I've caught it up again. Right. Okay. It's uh, it's always on the edge of the memorial gardens, and they're not happy about that. But uh, the naughty boys are now trying to get it in there. No. The marshals step right, in, don't I'm, they? I'm now in the hug. Now right at the back of it. Right at the back of the hug. Yeah. Yeah, and they're saying back off, back off. Back off? Back off because everyone's backing off because they don't want it to go in the memorial garden. Someone just got a right hand up right next to the ball. I saw that. Oh, blind. Deliberate or accidental? Um, well, I think uh, I think he was trying to get it in the memorial garden, so he was he was uh, punished for his efforts. <laughs> it sounds like a self-police event. It could be retrospective action. It could be. Hold it there. No, hold it. Get him back. Yep. Get it back! Spilling the raw, ladies and gentlemen. Get it back! Get it up! Squirm it! I'm now about four foot away from it. I can't reach. I'm coming out. Okay, out you come, Andy. Out you come. We do appreciate you trying to get. Thanks very much. Much appreciated. The belly of the beast. They're laughing at me. They're laughing. They don't let them do. You get back in there and show them who's boss. No, I'm going for a fight. I'm going for a pint. What an epitaph that is, man! I missed that laugh. Yes. Wow. Squeezed everything out of life, that man. Excellent. Really well, there we are. That was uh, the late, great Andy Smart there at the uh, Shrove Tide Tuesday Football. We'd miss him today. We'll miss him at Cheltenham as we well. Do, but we uh, um, He loved his football, of course. I don't know if Farnborough are playing tonight. Oh, they uh, could talk, well be. Talky Farnborough next Tuesday. Oh, wow. That's right. If yeah, on. Yeah. If on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was uh, this afternoon. show. Did you enjoy yourself, I Charlie? Lo- I, Paul, I loved it. And if I can come back at any point, I'd appreciate can it. Can you come back Thursday? I'd love to. I'm, okay. I'm, well, it's delighted. We'll be obliged. playing for the holiday in Mallorca. Oh. Ooh. That's fantastic. That was, well, we have got a birthday Actually, I watched spread. the Bullseye last night. Did you watch your Bullseye? They, they, they gambled. They lost everything. And then they lost. They didn't win the gamble. And then the gamble, the thing they would have won, yeah. let's have a look at it, was a three-piece suite. It wasn't even very wow. nice. So they didn't win. They didn't win anything. Wow. 400 quid. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Well, no, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're you watching find, old you challenge TVs. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks for listening. I'm back with Andy tomorrow. Charlie on Thursday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.